What happens when we hold on to things instead of forgiving and releasing? Well, it ends up getting stuck in our bodies and it can affect our own health and our own well-being as well as that of our family systems. So today we're going to hear from Linda Lang about her practice of Huna shamanism and forgiveness and her understanding of the energy of forgiveness and how it can change everything, producing miracles. Join us to find out more. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Soul Nectar Show. I'm your host, Carrie Hummingbird, and I love having these conversations week after week to explore spiritual topics, to even embody within the same episode, maybe a solution to a challenge you're having in your life right here, right now. And one thing that's really been on my heart over the last few years, really, and then picking up and deepening over the last couple of weeks since that beautiful eclipse that we had is this notion of what is forgiveness. And a lot of people have a lot of ideas about what forgiveness is. And I personally love Martin Luther King's version of forgiveness. Martin Luther King is my idol. Uh, if I had an idol, I know you're supposed to have one, but I really admire his ability in his lifetime to be so much love in action. And, you know, his notion of forgiveness is that forgiveness is a blank slate, a clear slate. There is nothing left between us that needs argument. It's for good. Just like I just met you for the first time. And that's what I experienced when I did my healing of the mother wound. You guys that know I wrote the book, Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound. And over three years, I went inside myself. It wasn't about working it out with her by talking and going to therapy. It was about going inside myself and looking for all the stories I had about my mother and the way that she perpetrated on me or the way she was mean to me or the way I thought she was mentally ill or cruel or whatever, all the things that I thought and that I defended and barricaded myself with. And then all the things that I was guilty about in relationship with her. And so I went through over the course of three years and just unraveled it for myself. And at the end of that, I made this claim with the support group I was in at the time. I said, there's a blank slate in my family with my mom now. And I kid you not, a couple of weeks later, she reached out to me and said, we hadn't been speaking and said, I want to get together with you before Christmas and, and I'm going to bring the boys, my sons, and we're going to have a blank slate. I kid you not. That's how powerful the work was. And when we got together ever since, none of those old patterns exist anymore. They're all gone. She's not mentally ill. She's my mom. I'm not mentally ill. I'm her daughter. We don't throw labels at each other. We appreciate each other for our gifts and who we are as human beings by innate design. My mom even decided to do the jinky stuff with me, which is like she never would have done that before. She wanted to know about it. And so I've been taking her through her chart. That's the kind of miracle that I received with true forgiveness. 
And granted, other people in my life has been a little more challenging to get to forgiveness because there was a lot of history there and lifetimes of history and a lot of wounding and a lot of hurt and pain. And this is why the planet is so stuck. This is why we have wars. This is why we have family feuds. This is why we're so busy with our own human drama that we don't pay attention to what's happening on the planet. And we're headed on a collision course to the sixth extinction. And I really don't want that to happen. So I want people to wake up. So I'm here with you guys today to talk about forgiveness. And we're going to talk about it with my beautiful friend, Linda Lang. Welcome, Linda. Uh, It is absolutely my pleasure to be here with you, Carrie. And I know that you're the water whisperer and you have a great deal of training in Hawaiian shamanic healing tradition and that you have mastered a lot of how to talk to the waters in order to make beneficial outcomes. And I know that you're aware so much and you could probably tell us so much about this and I'm hoping that you will about the fact that we're like 80%, 70%, 80% water, right? And so everything that, you know, water conducts consciousness, water conducts thoughts, water conducts emotion, and we are all of that. And so whatever we put into our water cup, we're going to expand, right? And whatever you focus on grows. So I want to have this conversation with you. So just, you know, Linda Lang's an emotional alchemist, a transformation guide, and a gifted healer. And she bridges energy, medicine, intuition, and guidance to help us align with our true self and release what doesn't serve us, honing our gifts and stepping more fully into our resilience. And she's a fourth level initiate of Huna shamanism and a master practitioner of NLP and trained in hypnosis, Reiki, and a variety of other transformational tools because, you know, we always have to pick all those up. We can't help ourselves. And, you know, you guys know she's also the, the host of Exploring the Mystical Side of Life podcast. So Linda, where should we start? Because this is such a huge topic. And I feel like we can, you know, I've been posting about this on social, as you know, about forgiveness. And I've gotten a lot of people really angry about like how, you know, what I said, forgiveness is a blank slate. And they're like, no, it's not because that person is still mentally ill and I'm not going to let myself be abused. And, you know, it's like people aren't really understanding. So maybe you can shed some light from your perspective on the power of forgiveness. Well, let's go back to Martin Luther King, because that actually is very congruent with the Hawaiian teachings that unless you never bring that instance up again, you have not forgiven. You can't say you forgive someone and then in the next argument, go right back to that old grievance and bring it up. There has not been forgiveness. And forgiveness is such an incredibly powerful tool to transform our own world and the world itself. Do you know of a Dr. Hugh Lin, Carrie? Do you know him? No, I don't actually, but this sounds like somebody I should know. He's uh, of a Hawaiian descent who teaches Hohoponopono, that's the Hawaiian forgiveness process. And there are a couple different ways to do it, I want to say, and I'll give you the meaning of it as well. Hoho in Hawaiian means to make. Pono means right or correct. Not as in right or wrong, but as in I'm right, I'm congruent, I'm good, but not 
good, bad, if if you can understand that, like just the beingness of feeling right within yourself, feeling right within the other person, and that that communication between the two of you is right both ways. That's why it's pono pono. So in the Hawaiian tradition, we have aka cords or energy connections with every person that we talk to, that we see, that we interact with, that we even think about. There's an energy connection that goes back and forth. And so we want those connections to be as clear as possible so that we can actually see that person for who they are now, not the person who we've created baggage with. And so we just rehash that old story that we've told ourselves and that they've told themselves. So that's the reason why we clear it. And when we do clear it, we actually change the relationship and not even, it doesn't even take both people to clear it, which is amazing. So Dr. Hugh Lin was a doctor or is a doctor. And please forgive me because I don't have his actual accreditation at the top of my head. But he was he took a position at the head of a like psychiatric ward that housed criminally insane people. And there was so much trouble within this institute. And he practiced Ho'oponopono every day, not going personally to do the forgiveness process with all the inmates and all the workers. He just sat in his office and did it and shifted the whole energy of the Institute. It's a really powerful testimony to how powerful forgiveness is and how it doesn't have to be, you know, me knocking on your door and talking everything out when we're actually really willing to let go of that baggage. Because it's not going to be in our life unless there's something inside of ourselves that it's showing, right? So it's a self-forgiveness process as well. Yes. And and so the experience that I have had trouble healing, right? Completely releasing has to do with a person who's in my family system. And this person is not interested in forgiveness. Okay. So because in Martin Luther King's teaching, he talks about how forgiveness is reconciliation, actually, because there's a blank slate. There's no reason to not be connected because you're not holding on to anything that happened in the past. You're no longer resonating with that version of the person. You're just free and clear. It's like, you're just a person. And since we happen to have birthed children together, why wouldn't we want to celebrate them together? Right? Why wouldn't we want to celebrate graduations together? And marriages, why would we put extra onus on our kids to have to have two separate weddings or have one parent come and one parent not come because we can't be in the same room? You know, this kind of thing that I'm kind of like wanting my kids to have an easy life, right? Like not to have this extra baggage. So I've been like, how do I, how do I come to so much forgiveness that I can even forgive the person for not forgiving? Because what it feels like energetically and is that when somebody, like when you've changed or whatever, you know, you've allowed yourself to grow and change and become a new person and 
and you allow that that person could grow into age and become a new person too, and you're just kind of in this space of freedom, like I feel like I am, then it feels like when somebody withholds that, it's like withholding forgiveness, feels like trying to have power over you to keep you in a spot because they don't want to forgive, you know? And then you're in this tanglement. I don't want to be entangled anymore in that kind of thing. And so I was asking the guides, like, how can I be free and release this soul contract, basically? Because it's come to a completion. It is complete. I have done everything I can to bring it to completion. So I don't feel like I want to be held hostage. What do you say about that? Well, uh, there's a lot in there, Carrie. I know. It's complicated, isn't it? For sure. And the first thing I would do is to remind you of the miracle that happened with your mom. Totally. You forgave her. And that that is possible with this person as well. And there's a, a level of resistance to forgiving because there's a feeling of protection mm-hmm. around it, right? So I want to talk about true forgiveness and then I want to talk up above that as well. So I agree when there's true forgiveness, the slate is free and clear. It doesn't mean you have to be best friends and condone someone else's behavior, but there's no, you know, energy between you. There's no charge, right? So there is a tendency that there can be more, you know, harmonious within that relationship, or at the very least, you know, you guys go about your own business and when you interact, it's free and clear without attachment. And that you can do that and continue with that process. It can take months every day until every last little unconscious part of you is willing to let go. And then that unconscious part of that other person doesn't feel that kind of push-pull, so then they can eventually let go. And of course, it's not up to you to do their work for them. So if they're not willing to do their work, then just be as clear as you can be, for sure. I have many, many miracle stories about forgiveness, but before that, I want to actually go to above forgiveness because on a higher spiritual level there is no need for forgiveness this is something my guides have shown me i had this beautiful energy come in uh, to me that i now use in my practice it's called the triune heart flame so it's like three flames it's the most beautiful heart energy so compassionate and so loving And there was an incident in my family where my feelings were hurt. And this energy just came in and totally surrounded me. And it like, it just took everything away. It was like grandmother energy who only loves their grandbabies. And it doesn't matter if they make mistakes or they say something mean, you just love them, right? That was the energy that came in. And I really understood that above our human emotional responses, you know, our our duality, our right and our wrong, there is that level, that spiritual level where we are just loved no matter what. 
And that's this energy. So we're not there yet as a species, right? We, we just really aren't. We take offense to too many things. So the majority, I'll say the majority of us aren't in that place where we're beyond forgiveness. So we, we take that step of forgiveness and it, it can create profound healings for us, our own selves, not to mention the relationships and the way we express in the world. So keep doing your work, Carrie. Right? Yeah, we all have I, to keep doing our work. Yeah, it's like, it's an ongoing process. You know, I feel like with every layer that I heal, I realize another aspect of the entanglement beyond even this lifetime, for example. Like I had this realization recently that that this soul and I have been entangled in many lifetimes together, okay? Like many, many lifetimes. And I guess in one particular lifetime, whatever this soul did to me, you know, victimized, I was so offended by, I was so devastated by, I was so outraged by that I actually cursed this person, this soul and all their descendants. And then of course, here's this lifetime, <laughs> you know, where now we're <laughs> have descendants together because that's how it works. And it's like, finally, after 12 years of working on this, I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know I did that. That was in my shadow, the, the denied repressed part, right? Like, oh, I cursed this one and all of their descendants. Oh my gosh. And now I have descendants. Oh, okay. Let me clear that curse, right? And forgive myself too for not knowing any better and for doing this out of anger and hurt and rage and everything else, right? And then to come full circle and be like, oh, I'm namaste. I'm so sorry <laughs> that I did that. And I see now why you don't do that. I understand now. And then to release that energetic, you know, is another layer. And what I'm finding is that, you know, how many layers are there to this? Like how many lifetimes, how many, and can you just clear this stuff all at once? And it doesn't really seem like it. It seems like I try to go and just like, okay, it's done. And then I'll get to that level of done for a while. And then some other little thing will come up to the surface, right? And that's like another thing to explore and release. I tend to think we need to have all three levels. So the higher self, the conscious self and the unconscious self in agreement to clear something like that. I do think it's possible. It's not typical because, you know, quite often our unconscious mind is holding on to these things to protect us and keep us safe and make sure we don't get, you know, wronged again or whatever. But um I still encourage everybody to do that work because it is so, so powerful. So powerful. Yeah. And it sets you free to have a completely different relationship with the person. The person that, you know, you would previously have said terrible things about, or this person's just evil, or they're just downright ill, or they're just abusive, or they're narcissistic, or all the labels. You know, people are throwing all kinds of labels around about each other right now. It's like all those things you would say, the only reason I say this to everybody is because I've just been through it. Because I threw all those labels around about my mom, okay? And she threw labels around about me. And then when we got through the forgiveness process, oh my God, I love my mom so much. Like I am getting to have this experience and I just want everyone to be able to share it. Where I'm getting to have this beautiful experience with my mom before she passes out of this body. 
we get to share conversations. We get to share our hearts. We get to talk about complex topics, politics, all kinds of things that are really, that used to be, oh my God, we cannot talk about that. It will be a fight, right? Like we used to better just have to talk about the weather. Now we can have this really rich relationship. And it's because I did the forgiveness work and she did too. You're not talking from your wounding anymore, right? So there's an opening and allowing and accepting. It is so beautiful. And the other thing I want to really encourage people for is because it's not just about that one relationship. It's about any other relationship that you have that's or that you're going to have that's going to have those same triggers so that you can heal that part of you. When you do the forgiveness work, you're not going to have those triggers. The next person that says that to you, it's going to be like, oh, you know, they're having a bad day, right? Or something. It's exactly. not going to trigger you. That's what I keep saying to people is like, I like to express that this was a personal empowerment experience for me to go through some of my deepest wounds. I mean, the mother wound is like arguably the deepest wound we could have, right? And to go through that and to heal it and to forgive my mom and to forgive myself and to say, maybe it wasn't even the way I thought it was because I was just a little kid. And maybe my brain made up a lot of stories about things that put things way out of context. Like for example, my mom used to, when she wanted me to behave, she would take some flesh under my arm and twist it, right? And I used to think she's just being mean to me and she's mean mommy and she's terrible. But if you kind of zoom out to the bigger scenario that was going on, she was living with a man who, if I didn't behave, would beat the crap out of her, would beat her senseless. So she was doing whatever she could to try to get me as a little child to be quiet and to behave so that she wouldn't get beaten up as she was trying to figure out how to get both of us out of there at the same time. Like she was always working to how can I get out of this abusive situation and get on my own two feet? So it's not that she was just doing that. There was a bigger context. And so when you can actually zoom out and go, oh, that's what that's about. But my little child brain, very sensitive soul, made up a whole story about it, right? And and she became the wicked witch, you know, of my reality. And she was also my Glenda. So she was both. So it was very confusing, right? And these are things I had to clear up within myself, within me. Nobody else could do that. And there's always a bigger perspective, right? Like even as adults, we are going to look at things through our own veils. And there's always a bigger perspective that has more insight, more wisdom, and more compassion. Compassion is exactly. Whenever you talk about someone, if you're really like this post I made about forgiveness, somebody was really upset. And I didn't even read the response, but I could feel the energy coming off of it. it was like kind of anger and hurt and like this person's mentally ill and I, you know, I'm not going to put myself in there to be abused again. And that energetic is the thing, right? It's like holding it in place. You haven't changed your perspective about that person or forgiven it. And there's like zero compassion. If that person is mentally ill, at some level, they're really doing their best, even if it looks like hell, right? Yeah. Exactly. And maybe they need more compassion. 
more patience, more compassion, good boundaries, you know, and then also the not taking it personally piece because we're so sensitive, especially with people that we love, right? Like our moms, right? And isn't this part of the whole ponopono in a way is like clearing the places we take it personally with somebody else is saying oh, or doing? Absolutely. Those are the places that hold our wounding, that hold our baggage. So whenever we take something personally, when we overreact to a situation as well, right? It's like, you know, somebody cuts you off on the highway and it just, you go ballistic. You're the person with the baggage in that instance, right? So all those times we take things personally are really showing us where our own story needs to be healed. Or even like maybe that happens so that you would get triggered and upset. So you'd realize you are, you have to go do a swamping. Like you got to go release anger. Like you've got to release all that stuff stuck in your body, right? Somehow get it out. Yeah, exactly. And cut those ties to not, it's not to that person per se, but it's to the perspective you're holding of that person. Yes. Say more so, about that. Cause that is a tricky line. Just go into a little depth there. Cause I think that I understand what you're saying, but I think we need a little more explanation for people. Yeah, for sure. So these ACA chords that I was talking about are the energetic connections we have. They hold a lot of information. They hold a lot of emotion. They hold our stories, our past experiences, our desires, our potential for how the relationship will be. And when we're holding on to the baggage, it's very hard to change that perspective of how we see that person. Remember, it's the mirrors, right? We're holding the mirrors up. We see in someone else aspects about ourselves that we're not willing to look at or that we really just can't see that in ourselves. So there is a willingness to be able to look at that. And we want to, we want to cut those cords that hold the old baggage, do the forgiveness work, then cut the cords, and then reconnect. If we so choose, they'll automatically reconnect the next time we talk to them or see them or think about them, but reconnect in the new perspective because then we're not holding all the baggage. The one thing I would say about this in the Hawaiian tradition is that we do this daily with everybody because we don't want to see our children, our spouse, our parents, our close connections with any baggage. Every day it's like you have a fresh start. You're born anew. You can create a totally different relationship because you're not holding on to the baggage of the past. And it's our attachment to the past. I realized it's kind of like a protection in a way, because if you were in a relationship and probably you were because most relationships on the planet right now are founded in this right and wrong thing. Like you're right. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. And it's like, if you're wrong, you're like damned or something or, you know, forever outcast. So nobody wants to be wrong and everyone's trying to be right. And that's why we have this huge narcissism thing going on. I mean, that's to me, that's what that is. It's little kids that feel defenseless and they want to protect themselves. And, and so when you realize you can make mistakes and you're still okay, then you're liberated from that whole matrix, right? 
And then you can start forming your a new identity, not based on old wounding, but like a new identity based in, wow, today I made a mistake and I didn't beat myself up. Wow, today I made a mistake and I forgave myself, right? Today I made a mistake and I apologized to the other person. I am celebrating me. Today I made a mistake and I went and corrected it immediately. You can celebrate that. And then when you get into that flow, like you can let go of all the other mistakes you might've made or the guilt or whatever you felt. And you can let that go because you were just learning. You don't even have to form the new personality consciously. What'll happen is your true personality starts to come up. People see you. They see your light. They see your gifts once you have all of that cleared. And not only that, you see your light and you see your gifts. It, it, it's just such a powerful, powerful process to heal your life. And, you know, Linda, that is really true. This is why I got away from my family for a while because they couldn't see me any other way. And I was doing this healing with people like you and these spiritual groups, right? And they could see me. Because they didn't have all the old story. So they could see me. And then the new spiritual group that after I'd already done some work on myself, I went to the new place. And the new place saw me at the new level. And then I would go over here. And then they saw me at the new level. And then I would start meeting people like you. And you guys saw me at this new level. Because you never saw the other stuff. Meanwhile, some of these people are still back there saying, you don't know her. You know, it's like, no, you don't know me anymore. That's what's happening here. Absolutely. And they're just holding on to those old wounds. And if you're not willing to let them go, I mean, it does. It takes time. It, it takes time. I think of one client I worked with for a long time who had mother wounds. And it took her many years before she was actually willing to actually look at it. But that's okay because we cleaned up a whole bunch of other stuff in her, in her psyche that helped prepare her for the right time when she could truly forgive her mom. Yeah, I love that. And what a blessing. I just think it's like, it's like the orgasm of, you know, relationship. It's like, you got to forgiveness. Now there's like a blank slate. It's like, I'm a junkie for it now. I'm just like, oh, let's just get as much forgiveness as possible. And let's not hold each other in these, in these places because there's so much more life to live. I mean, how do you know that on the other side of forgiveness, you might have the most profound experience in a relationship of your whole life? Like it could be the icing that you were waiting for that cake. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't miss out on that because I was stuck in these old stories that aren't even true anymore. This is where, you know, and our and our the power of our connection with other people in our consciousness, with anybody really, but with psychic sensitive people for sure. It impacts them when we hold negative stories about them. They can feel that. It's like a, like you were talking about when we talked uh, recently about polymorphic fields. Like it creates this polymorphic field around them that they can't get out of. It's like you're holding me in a cage of this other thing, and I just <laughs> that's not me. And so almost like you got to keep clearing those cobwebs off of you. Like nope, that's not <laughs> me. That's not me. I'm over here, you know. And then give I give it to the fire. That's how I do it. I just give everything to the fire. Now the most interesting thing I think in our shamanic 
tradition of doing Ho'oponopono is different than than how uh, Joe Vitale teaches it, who actually studied with uh, Dr. Hugh Lin. We have a way of removing, I guess I would call them entities or unconscious thought forms, even energy beings that attach to us because we're holding these negative connections. When you're holding these dark, dark thoughts towards a group of people or a certain specific person, it's a beacon for similar energies that can get stuck in your field that don't belong to you. And they can start to shift the way you look at things mm-hmm. and the Thanks way you Thanks for react. sharing that with me because I think I know that's true in this case. Yeah. And the thing, the, the way you know that that's happening for you is that your circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and your joy light goes out. That's how you know. If you're in joy, you're not in that space. If your light is going out and you're deadpan and you don't have a lot of joy for life and you're kind of like dark and just, or even hollow. The people who love you, you know, the most too, they can see that shift happening. They can see it because you are not the same person vibrationally because you're holding these negative charges in your field. And there are ways, shamanic ways to release those. And they can keep you stuck in that non-forgiveness. If you're really, really totally unwilling to forgive, it may be necessary to clear your field that way so that you can forgive. Because then you access your heart again, because that's what happens is they close the heart too. They close down the heart center and take you out of your soul access and put you just in your personality and your mind. And you're, they can trip up your mind all day long with <laughs> circular thinking and yeah. Justification. And they, they feast off energy too, is what I found. They feast off anger. They feast off guilt. They feast off all these things, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, what a powerful conversation, Linda. Did you know we were going to have this conversation today? Did you have any clue? Not at all. Not, Not at, all. at all. But I always love chatting with you and I always find a connection. We speak the different a different language maybe, but we say the same thing and that it's perfect because someone will get it either way, I think. Water and fire, right? Water and fire. Absolutely. So now um, we're going to play a chant that you have for people that they can listen to. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about this chant? Because I'm going to play it on the way out. Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful chant. It's called A Laka A. And uh, Laka is a goddess in the Hawaiian uh, tradition, sister of Pele. And it's a just a beautiful way to, I'm going to say open, there's another chant, there is another chant for opening the energy, but I like using this chant for opening the energy and kind of setting the day and just clearing any attachments that might color my day in a negative way or, or influence my energy. I find it very grounding and very presence invoking. Hmm. I feel that. Ooh, I like that. I'm so excited. And you guys feel free to 
come to this episode and listen to it over and over again, if you like. And if you become part of Soul Nectar Tribe, you'll get it as a little download. So, and then you should also check out Linda. So all the links are going to be in the show notes below, but we have thoughtchange.com is the website, thoughtchange.com. And the podcast is Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. And if you go to Linda's website, you'll also find out how you can work with her. Maybe you want to do some, some Hawaiian forgiveness work with Linda. And I recommend it because it's really awesome. I experienced them right before this call. So go check it out. Any last thing you want to share with people before we head out the door? Oh, Carrie, I'm wondering if we have a couple of minutes that I could tap into the Triune Heart Flame and give everyone a little taste of it. We could do just a couple of minutes. Just a couple of minutes. All right. So I just have everyone just be very present. Close your eyes. Maybe if there's someone who's, you know, you've got a charge with today, you can bring them into mind or a memory that holds a charge for you. And I'm just tapping into this beautiful triune heart flame that is absolutely the most loving, most compassionate energy that I access for healing. And I have a number of energies that I can access. It's just so beautiful. This energy took my father wound away, like almost a lifetime of father wound away in like two minutes, completely gone. All you have to do is be willing and allowing. And just breathe deeply. It's a beautiful pink and blue and golden yellow color, if you see it. That's just like being wrapped up in a blanket of unconditional love and acceptance. You're feeling it pulling away at the back of the heart chakra, just clearing it out. Yeah, 
Take a nice deep breath. And when you're ready, just go ahead and open your eyes. <sighs> it's nice, eh? It is. I love it. Not Hawaiian, but <laughs> it is incredible. That's so incredible are you, Linda. Beautiful gifts that you have to share and service. Thank you so much. So grateful for you. Me to you as well. Well, you guys, linger in this feeling. It's a beautiful one. And please like, subscribe, and share this episode out to anyone you feel needs it today. And come in the tribe and get some uh, some good healing stuff. We do a healing once a month and we talk about our episodes. We'll be talking about this one for sure in tribe. We have a telegram chat that we share in. So come join us, be part of Soul Nectar Tribe. And in the meantime, here's your kisses. Here come kisses. Everybody want to help get kisses, Linda? Sure. Here they are. <laughs> Love you guys. Talk to you next time on Soul Nectar Show. Bye for now. I know I kill If you found even one gold nugget in this episode of Soul Nectar Show, will you do us a favor? Will you subscribe, like, and share this episode? Maybe even write a comment and let us know what you thought about it. We really, really want to engage with you at a much deeper level. Let's be part of community together. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show. Take a sip from the drip of nectar From the source of who you are